at halftime, I got with my guys, started talking to them, getting them pumped up. And then right before that first drive of the second half, I was in the huddle that we always do with Coach McKelkey. And I was like, yo, it's time to turn up, guys. We got to we gotta get going. And they all, they all felt good. And my line did pretty good on moving everybody out the way. David Graff joined alongside me as always is my co-host Robert Munoz we've got a fun episode today it's a really good one we've got two interviews two for you and then we're gonna do a special UW episode with Wild Sports Josh Chriswell as well here that'll be out later this week so we're gonna focus mainly on high school football today the interviews we've got Kelly Walsh's Cameron Burkett yes the same one that I've been telling you is the number one player in the state, as well as Laramie's Ben Malone, who, yeah, you're probably like, Laramie, what? Well, last Friday at Kelly Walsh, the kid really, really impressed me with his grit and determination. So I wanted him to come on and just talk to us about, you know, where that toughness came from, as well as a tough season so far from Laramie. Robert asked him, some tough questions that he handled like a champion, just like he handled all of those big hits he took against Kelly Walsh. So we'll get into those interviews, talk a little high school football, but first, Robert, how's it going, man? It's going well, David. Uh, Denver Broncos are 3-0. Wyoming Cowboys are 4-0. My teams are undefeated, so can't get any better than that. It's always always puts me in a better mood. It shouldn't, but it does. You can't complain when your teams are a combined seven and zero. Even if Wyoming's win on Saturday to get to four and zero was not quite how you wanted it to go, but it's a win nonetheless. One and zero, one and zero, as everybody in the UW program will tell you. Well, let's get into some high school football. Let's. Let's review the game that you went to. You were at the game of the week, the premier matchup aside from Rock Springs NC over there on the west side of the state, but Sheridan and East. Talk about a great game. East comes away with that one 24-21 at home. What do you make of East after a big win like that? East just prevailed like they kind of have all season. It comes down to the last play of the game. Uh, Against Centrona came down the last play of the game. Thunder Basin, it was close there at the end. That's kind of been the theme for the Cheyenne East games this season so far, and uh, they're pulling them out. So, yeah, it says a lot about them, just kind of mentally being able to stay together and pull through in the end, you know, when it matters. Sheridan – um, miss they missed the game-winning kick, twenty-yard field goal. Yeah, but they had a couple of had a couple of rushes with Colson Coon there. Um, their big stout running back. He had a couple of opportunities to punch it in and seal the game with a touchdown from inside the five-yard line. He just didn't let him get in. Um, so they they rallied together. Their back was against the wall. 
and they just pulled it out. They pulled it out, caught a break, but still, it's a it's a win. It's a win. A win's a win's a win is a win. Yeah, definitely. There's so many parallels between East and UW football this season. Have you asked them if they know if it's okay to win by more than a touchdown? Like they're they don't have to play close games. Yeah, it seems like Coach Bull and Coach Goff are probably using some losing some years on their lives there. Just all that stress aching away that sixty minutes. Well, I guess what is it? Forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah, Bowles already lost all of his hair, so Goff is next, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's a stressful job. has to be. But um, I know you got to watch some six-man football, something I've never had the chance to experience. David, talk about that. How how was that? Was was that fun? Um, You know, what stood out to you the most about that classification? Our man Stu Lairwick was not lying when he said that it is a free-for-all when it comes to six-man. I did go out to Midwest cut Midwest versus a group of Kelly Walsh sophomores in a little six-man action on Saturday morning. That was fun. It was not what I expected. There were a lot of big plays, a lot of big plays. I think there were two there was one punt return TD and then one tackled at the one yard line while I was there. Midwest running back broke open three just long runs. I didn't realize that the field was actually smaller. I don't know if that's across the board at six man, but or if it's just a Midwest thing, but it's only 80 yards. So it made it a little easier for me to sprint up and down the sidelines. It was fun though. You got to get out to one of those six-man games. It was it was pretty sweet. Yep, seems like a whole lot of fun. I've got. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got to experience that. I've got to find a way to get to another six-man game. Just and give that Midwest team some love. Yeah, we'll give some love right here. Jacob Hutchins was the one balling out. Just an absolute beast for the Oilers. Well. We won't take up any more of your time here. Let's get into it right now with Kelly Walsh running back, Cameron Burkett, followed by Laramie QB, Ben Malone. All right, our latest guest on the podcast here. He's a guy that you guys have heard me talk a lot about, break a lot of tackles if you've seen him play in person. Kelly Walsh running back and middle linebacker, Cameron Burkett. Cameron, how are you doing this evening? I'm pretty good. How are you? Well, I can't complain, you know. It's always a good Wednesday when you can make it out to both NC and Kelly Walsh football practices. <laughs> so, let's uh let's just go back to Friday night here. You put up 362 all-purpose yards. 277 of those came on the ground. Those are two numbers that I'm still in my head. I can't wrap my mind around them. I told Coach McKelkey I was laughing at how stupid those numbers were. You you came out in the second half just a totally different guy. What what happened at halftime? So all the guys in the beginning, we just all came out really slow and we all knew it. But we all did not execute well in the first half. At halftime, I got with my guys, 
started talking to him, getting him pumped up. And then right before that first drive of the second half, I was in the huddle that we always do with Coach McKelkey. And I was like, yo, it's time to turn up, guys. We got we to gotta get going. And they all, they all felt good. And my line did pretty good on moving everybody out the way. So there's no like secret Gatorade or you had a power bar or something because you were out running guys, guys weren't tackling you. I mean, it, it was special that second half. I appreciate that, but no, I just got in there and talked to the guys. That's about it. Well, you love to, you love to hear that. Well, let me, let me ask you about another play from Friday's game. Aiden Atta had the pick six. <laughs> Aiden's a defensive lineman. How how cool was that for you on the sidelines and and the rest of the team just seeing a big man score a touchdown like that? So I was looking at some film on the iPad. I was over by the benches, but then I I just heard, dude, Aiden just got a pick. So I, I look over and I see everybody screaming. And then I watched the play on Rewind and I just sprint over to Aiden and everybody went crazy. It was awesome. It, it was a pretty special moment for sure. I, I thought the whole team was going to, meet him in the end zone there everybody was so excited well going back to your own performance what what's that like when you're playing that well when you're getting the ball and you're and you're just running through guys running past guys what's that like for you uh it it feels amazing I know that it's not just me doing it but my offensive line everybody who executed their blocks well everybody deserves props for that because it wasn't just me on that but it feels amazing. Yeah, you talked about your um, offense line a couple times here, and I just want—I just want to know how 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 great are those guys to just kind of pave the way for you? Because, um, like you just said, it's not all on your own. Yeah, they—they're uh, a huge part of this team. Our team is based on if you can execute this block on this play at this time, you will score, and that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, we started off slow, like I said, but they really picked it up and they are, they're pretty big boys. They're pretty, pretty tough to get around. You know, obviously you guys dropped that game to Natrona County, you know, how bad of a taste did that really leave in your mouth? We all, that, that didn't, that phased us quite a bit. First Monday practice wasn't the best, but it was, it was getting there. And then Tuesday, Wednesday practice started getting up, but we started getting motivated. We, we don't want to lose another game. And I mean, what's kind of been an emphasis following that loss, you know, because obviously you started out slow against Laramie, but you picked it up. What's been the emphasis following that loss in Trona? We talk about how we need to focus about one week at a time, what, what our job is to do, right? We want to go one and oh that week, kind of like what Aaron Bull does at UW. Or not Aaron, my bad, Craig Bull. Sorry. Shout out but, to Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of kind of like that. We focus on one week at a time, but we after that week, we all talk to ourselves, talk. We had a senior meeting, and if we see him in the playoffs, we just – we're going to get ready. Well, what, what are you looking forward to about going into Thunder Basin? I know Coach McKelkey has been hammering home how you'd like to ruin their homecoming this Friday, but <laughs> what are you looking forward to about this game on Friday? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing – Everybody go out there and plan as hard as we can. I mean, coming off that slow start against Laramie, we all have the energy still. When we, we ended the game, we only played two full quarters of that game, or maybe about one and a half. But we need, we all know that we need to come out 
play all four quarters. We're all excited to play this game, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. What would you say you've been impressed with the most about your own play? You've had some impressive plays this season, but what's what's surprised you on the field that you've been able to accomplish? The only thing that's really surprised me is I've never hit 200 yards in a football game before besides freshman year. And, I mean, I don't know if freshman games count, but I felt amazing to do that, but I know I couldn't do it without my teammates. So you kind of have a, you've been a part of a Kelly Walsh team that's put itself on the map a little bit the last couple of seasons. You know, how has it been to kind of just bring that program and up and compete? And you guys beat a good Cheyenne Central team last year in the playoffs. Um, and you were probably the underdog going into that game. And you've provided maybe a sense of parity, a bit a wider sense of parity that wasn't there before. Um the last couple of seasons with you guys. So how's it been just, you know, putting Kelly Walsh on the map? Uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Coach McKelkey always says, or he doesn't always say this, but we are the last, I don't know how to explain this. Before the freshman, we are the last class with him that we got to know him because the freshmen have their separate coaches, but we are the last class that practices with him every day. And he always talks about culture and this class has brought the culture and we all are excited to put Kelly Walsh back up there. You know, Sheridan and Natrona, obviously, uh, I think Cheyenne East, those those teams um, have great culture, and that's why they're, um, you know, they're competitive every year, and they put themselves in the semifinals, it seems like, every year. Um, what what does it take to build a culture like that? It. One, it takes time. Our sophomore year wasn't it wasn't the best, but junior year or my junior year, sorry, last year, it it turned up a lot. It takes time. It takes the right guys. It takes a whole bunch of leadership. We just need everybody to step up. How do you think that you guys have developed as a class over those years? You know, this is your senior year. This is your final time. But how far do you think you've come so far? We, uh, well, I've known these guys since freshman year. They've all known me since freshman year. We, we all have a strong bond. We've come a long way, a long, long way. Different position groups, um, different teams, JV, sophomore, varsity. But we still always come back to have a way of connection, chemistry, to say. We all work in the offseason. We work out. We just – we have that bond that, like, can't be broken. I know it's kind of cliche, but it's true. Well, what what do you think you guys need to do as a team between now and the playoffs to win that state championship that you mentioned at the beginning of the year was something that you believe this team could accomplish? Uh, we all got to stick together, really. I mean, if we all work together and play all four quarters like I know we can, we come pumped up, I think we shouldn't lose another game, but – that, ha- that all has to happen before. We all have to execute every single play and play every play like it's our last. Cameron, I once earlier this uh, – a couple weeks ago, I told someone that you would be my number one pick in a Wyoming fantasy football draft. So do you play fantasy football? I do. I love fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, who is your number who, – who is your top pick on uh, your team? Or, or teams if you have multiple teams – who are the top guys you chose this this season? 
I'm in three different fantasy leagues, and in every league I took Derrick Henry. That's only right, right? Yeah. Which I love that. Which guy. do you remember? Do you remember which picks you chose Derrick Henry with? Uh, the second, the third, and I think the first. Yeah. That's unreal. Well, that's certainly loyalty right there. We'll wrap it up here. The question that we like to ask everybody: You got a burger in front of you. What's going on your burger? What's going on the Cameron Burkett burger? Anything you want, it can go on this burger. But what what's on the Cameron Burkett burger? Uh, well, okay. Right now we just got the patty, right? I say we got to slap on some cheddar cheese. And then after the cheddar cheese, slap on some bacon. And then on the uh, top of the bun, you got to put some mayonnaise and ketchup on there. And then some French fries. And I think that's the perfect burger. That sounds pretty good. That sounds. Pretty, what do you think? Delicious. I think that sounds pretty delicious. Kind of uh, going back with the potatoes, like Stu Lerwick and the uh, hash browns. So it's got to <laughs> rock with the potatoes. Potatoes, potato, right? You know, one thing I like to do, I like to put the bacon on top of the burger, in between the cheese and the burger while it's on the grill. So you know, the, the cheese melts on top of the bacon there. Same with the onions. Oh, onions? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like onions either. I don't like onions either. So Robert's on his own on that one. But, <laughs> well, Kelly Walsh running back and middle linebacker, Cameron Burkett. Cameron, really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast with us, and good luck this Friday against Thunder Basin. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, our next guest is Ben Malone. He's a quarterback at Laramie. He really impressed me last Friday when the Plainsman came up to Kelly Walsh, and this guy, he just – he's a warrior. That's the best way I know how to describe him, so really excited to talk to him. Ben, how's it going today? How you been? You you been recovering from all those big hits? Yeah, pretty good. I, I've been sore over the last couple of days, so a lot of Epsom salt, a lot of ice. So, well, that was that was the one thing that stood out to me the most. I mean, you were taking some licks in that game. Not all of them were, I'd say, fair. <laughs> um, and and you just kept bouncing up, popping back up, and getting after it in the huddle. Your teammates were cheering you on. I mean, where where does that toughness and determination come from for you? Um, I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, but one thing, like, I remember I watched, like, an NFL Network thing. I remember I heard Walter Payton just talk about, like, how he could always get hit and get up. And he became, like, one of the most, like, feared people in the league. So I really liked that. And also, like, the amount of adrenaline that was going through my body, I almost didn't feel it. And, I, and like, there's an aspect of it when, like, I say get body slammed by their free safety and I just pop right back up. It almost, like, sets a fear into their eyes. So I really like that. Well, that, that's pretty cool. That's a good answer. I did not – expect a Walter Payton reference on that so it was your third game on Friday but I mean you've you've been called up to the varsity from the junior varsity it's a tough situation to be in let's go back here what what was that conversation like with coach Ranga when he told you hey man we need you on varsity you're going to be playing in this game against Natrona County a few weeks ago um it was kind of kind of nerve-wracking. Is Ethan went down the Campbell game, and I went in for the second half, but I didn't think I was going to play against NC. 
and then he he told me that I was starting against NC, and it was it was kind of nerve wracking at first. And my first practice, I I really just like made sure like settle myself in and get ready for it. And then yeah, just a, a lot of conversations with coach, and he really helped me like get get back up to the level that I needed to be. And, he, and a lot of props to him. He really like calmed me down a little bit before the game, and that whole, whole week of practice, just making the playbook a lot simpler for me and making me be the most successful that I could that game. Have you have you felt? Um, from the team, some sort of, you know, from you being able to just kind of get in there and just handle the game like you did, has that provided a sense of urgency from the team that hasn't been seen so far this season? I mean, a little bit. I think that, that we've definitely rallied a little bit more, but I mean, our team's really like just stuck together. I mean, we've had to battle through a lot of injuries this year and obviously the starting quarterback going down is, is a really tough one, but I think that I kind of did bring a sense of urgency seeing, say, like a 15-year-old sophomore starting at quarterback and giving his best effort. So I think that definitely impacted the team a little bit. I noticed that you guys take a lot of snaps under center. Is that something that you was put in for you and the offense that you're running, or is that is that kind of Coach Rongo's game plan? That actually was put in uh, that week for Kelly Walsh. So we, we really wanted to get the tight end formation in, in a lot, and I think it worked really well. I think it worked well around me too because I could really drop back and get settled and they could think run and then have me pass. But, yeah, it was, it was mainly just the game plan, game plan to go up against Kelly Walsh. So You talked about, um, you know, run or the pass there for you. Are you a dual threat guy, would you mean like to think? Oh uh, yeah, I like to call myself that. I, I'm definitely not. A, I'm not afraid to run. I'm like like you mentioned. I'm not afraid to get hit, but I, I would like to not get hit and run as much and pass more. But I feel like if if I need to, I can I can run for a couple ten to fifteen yards if I can't. You've you've got a good arm. I gotta say there again. There were some pass interferences that spoiled <laughs> some potential big plays for you guys. What like what defensive, is- defensive or offensive? Defensive pass interference, some pretty egregious okay. ones, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, that spoiled some potentially game-changing plays for Laramie, but and and Malone here and Ben. So, I mean, what going into my question here, I kind of lost my train of thought. What what do you have in terms of confidence in the guys on the outside, given that you know you you've just kind of been thrust into this position? Oh uh, well. I, play, I played with Adrian last year, Adrian Calderon, number four. And, I mean, I, I had so much trust in him last year. He was my go-to guy last year on the JV team. And, like, every, every single ball I throw to him, it seems like he catches it. He's always open. And then Jackson, it's like I just throw in his area and he's going to catch it. I, I love throwing it to Jackson. Quail, he's one of those guys that he's a speedster and he's going he's gonna to get behind everybody. So, I love throwing it to him. And we, we put in Mason Branch a little bit. Uh, instead of Cooper that game. And I have a trust with Mason that I've had from baseball as I caught him a lot. So I, I trust all four of my receivers and Pablo that game too. I love throwing it to him, check downs. So I have trust in all my receivers no matter what based off different connections that I've had throughout the season and, pre- and previous seasons. That's awesome. I know uh, obviously you guys had Isaac Sell last year. I think pretty sure he finished the season as a leading rusher in the state. You guys were really – a run-heavy team, varsity anyway, it was really – Laramie was a run-heavy team last year. Has that been the emphasis this season, or have you guys kind of, you know, transitioned to personnel and uh, what works best for you guys? We've transitioned to personnel a lot. I, I feel like we, we tried – we were going to try and run a little bit before Graham obviously got injured, but obviously we, we tried to 
mix in a little bit of passes some more, but that game plan was to run the ball with Pablo and it worked for the first couple, first couple drives. So, uh, but yeah, over the year, we, we've definitely been trying to incorporate the pass a lot more. Yeah. Because obviously you have a new head coach and everything. How's, how's that going? How's the, how's, uh, uh, you know, the new leadership, the new, just kind of the new head of the program working for you guys. How's everything going over there? Personally, I, I mean, I love Ranga. Well, we had a meeting today, and uh, he talked about how he's never gonna, never gonna quit, never gonna back down. Every every drop of sweat, he's gonna give into this program, and I love that about him. He he truly brings out the best of our program. I mean, we we're playing against NC with like twenty two guys, and we, we put out our best fight. And I mean, he he brings out the best of us. Like I said, I, I love him. He he brings a great scheme. Um, some days you're like, gosh, ah. But, but, I mean, that happens with every coach. You know, that happens in baseball, that happens in football, that happens in hockey. It happens in everything. And, I mean, I, like I said, I, I love the guy. I know the players of him. We have a lot more respect for him than we had with previous coaches. So That's interesting. Going back to the past game, you mentioned that NC game as well. I was at that one, and you guys were able to get some big pass plays going. You just kind of weren't able to finish the plays. How, how would you like to see – you know, the pass game evolve and, and be able to manufacture those big pass plays into touchdowns? Um, I mean, just like finishing the plays and not, not, not every pass has to be in for a touchdown. So, but I mean, those, those big plays that we have, like Adrian fumbled the ball, not no offense to Adrian, but he was playing the whole game to that. I mean, obviously there's sometimes where like it's going to happen, but I mean, some plays like they're designed to score and we got to score on those plays and just execute. That, that was our main thing against Kelly Walsh. Um, we didn't finish the game. We didn't execute. And NC, we could have had a couple of touchdowns that game if we just executed more. All right, Ben. I'm not going to beat around the bush. You guys have struggled to score this year. Um, yeah. Has that been just not being able to execute some plays down the, down when maybe you get in the red zone? Or uh, what's been the biggest issue there? I, I don't want you to, I mean, you know, single anybody out. But what's going – what's going uh, – What's been the issue there where you haven't been able to just kind of punch it in? I think our biggest issue is we almost we, – we get too complacent. You know, we could have like a drive where we have two first downs and we say, oh, we're going to score easily. We, we just got to keep pounding on. I think that touchdown drive that we had, um, the first touchdown we had against Kelly Walsh, we, we really did it. Like we got the first down on the fourth down conversion. That was when we're like, we're going to keep pounding it down the throat. We're going to keep running the ball. We're going to keep getting on the ball. And I mean, just like finishing those drives because we can't just get past the the uh, their thirty five and be like, oh, we're done. So we just have to finish the drives and execute our plays a lot better, which I think that we did a lot during Kelly Walsh. So Robert touched on it. You guys haven't had the most success in terms of wins and losses, but as well as you you've been a, dealt a tough hand in terms of injuries and just not having very many guys available for all of these games. How, how do you think that has helped you guys get closer? Because during the Kelly Walsh game, at least, it seemed like each and every single guy on that sideline had one another's back and was there to pick them up or tell them, you know, hey, you got to do this on this play. So how, how would you say that's made you guys bond as a team? I mean, I think that we really like knew that after, after the East game, the NC game, and even the Camel game, that was a game that we should not have lost or at least lost by that much. That I think we really found out that we need to start playing as a team together. We need to start coming together as, as one another. And that'll definitely help us win a, a ton more. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. I have to ask you, you talked, you, you touched about hockey um, a couple of questions ago. Are you a big hockey guy? You play hockey? Actually, no, I actually figure skate. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, because I know obviously David has been emphasizing about your toughness and yeah, how you were just taking hits last week and just bouncing up. So I thought maybe hockey was giving you a little bit of a, a toughness edge there. Oh. Figure skating helps a ton, actually. I mean, just like, I don't know, but look up look up Nathan Chen doing a quad and falling. He gets like six feet up in the air and then just falls straight on his butt. So you, oh, you definitely have that sport. So, Well, how did you get into figure skating? Uh, funny stuff. My, my sister was doing it when I was like two, and I was like, man, I need to do that. I was, I was kind of a brat when I was a kid. So I was like, I got to do that, mom, mom, mom. So I just kept bugging her, and I eventually got into it a lot, and – at one point, I was, like, constantly, like, winning state at figure skating, so. That's pretty wild. That's <laughs> truly incredible. Well, I mean, I, I say we got to end it there, you know. State champion figure skater, something we did not know coming into this <laughs> interview. Really appreciate your time, Ben. Yeah. Definitely, if you've got a chance to go see Laramie play this season, I mean, these guys are giving it their all. They certainly – are not pulling any punches. So really appreciate you hopping on the pod and talking to us about, you know, yourself and uh, the Plainsman, Ben. Yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews with Laramie QB, Ben Malone, and, of course, Kelly Walsh running back, middle linebacker Cameron Burkett. We certainly appreciate their time and having them come on the podcast with them, getting to know them a little bit better. We'll wrap the pod here. Robert, which game are, which games are you going to be at this Friday? I have a great opportunity to catch some 1A9 man this week. I'm really looking forward to it. Top-ranked Shoshone travels over to the eastern part of Wyoming and will play second-ranked Pine Bluffs. So it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And then... I'll be able to catch some 4A action as well with Cheyenne Central hosting Campbell County. And I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe Central can pull out the win, get on a little roll here heading into the postseason. When it comes down to it, maybe they can, you know, secure a spot. Uh, yeah, just, just, just looking forward to long Friday of – long football Friday. And especially looking forward to I've never seen a 1A9 man game, so I'm excited. Dude, that sounds awesome. Getting to see Stu Lairwick in action on Friday. One versus two matchup. I don't know if it gets much better than that. That's going to be sweet. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of that not 1A9 man game that you're going to be able to take in and then get a a double header against Central Campbell County. That should be a good game as well. Two pretty evenly matched teams. So look for Robert at those games. It's going to be high scoring that that game. A lot of points. A lot of points. A lot for, of points. I'm Robert. saying like I'm saying the final score is going to be like 56 to 52 something. Something <laughs> That's like be that. Awesome. Whew. That's well, a lot of Yeah, where are you headed? Where are you headed this week? 
I hit the road once again. I'm headed up I-25. I'm going to go to Sheridan versus Natrona County, see if the Mustangs can get a big win over the Bronx like East just did. That should be a good game as well. So I'll be at that one. Robert will be down in, at Pine Bluffs and then over at Central as well. So follow him at our Munoz 307 if you want to stay in touch with everything that's happening in, during those two games on Friday. Follow me at Mr. David Graff. I'll try to give some updates as I can for Natrona County Sheridan. It's it's sometimes a little challenging to tweet and hold the camera. It's just it it's the lot in life, I guess. But uh so wanna wrap the pod here. Really appreciate everybody who's been listening, who's been subscribed, who's been leaving reviews. All of it means the world to Robert and myself. It's just a lot of fun to do this each week, especially to talk to these high school football players like Ben and Cameron. Just it's a blast. It's a blast. It doesn't get much better than football. So if you want to throw us a few shekels, never hurt nobody, never hurt nobody. Well, shout out to Shakewell for the music. Check out the podcast feed. We'll have another episode with Josh Chriswell as well with more on UW and the pokes and everything that's going on during the bye week here. So enjoy that football on Friday and then Saturday and then Sunday and then Monday. And then if you're listening to this before Thursday, Casper's Logan Wilson and Taven Bryant on one field together in the NFL. Pretty special. Pretty special. Shout out any suggestions, baby